Chapter 2. Here, O noble ones, may Allah guide you to the paths of good fortune. I am indeed the seeker of a verdict, and I am the claimant. I do not speak with any evil veil of ignorance. Rather, I am established upon clear insight from the Lord God, the Great Bestower. Allah has commissioned me at the turn of this century so that I may revive the faith, illumine the face of the religion, smash the cross, extinguish the blaze of Christianity, and establish the sunnah of the best of mankind, Holy Prophet wasallam, and so that I may reform what has been corrupted and revive the values that have stagnated. I am the promised Messiah and the prophesied Mahdi. Allah has graced me with his revelation and word, and he has spoken with me as he spoke with his honored messengers, and he has testified to my truth with signs that you are witnessing. He has shown my face with such light as you recognize. I do not ask you to accept me without any proof and believe in me without any inductible argument. Rather, I announce to you to stand up with justice for Allah's sake and consider the signs, arguments, and testimonies that God Almighty has sent down for me. O host of deniers, if you do not find my signs to be consistent with the established practice of Allah regarding the righteous and with his past practice for the earlier prophets, then you may reject me and not accept me. But if you witness my signs to be like the signs for the earlier ones, then faith demands that you should accept me and not walk away by ignoring them. Do you view the mercy of God with skepticism whereas the time for it has come? You see that the religion has lost its flesh and its bones have become exposed. Its enemies have been elevated and its servants debased. What is wrong with you that you witness the signs of Allah and yet you reject them? And you see the sun of truth in front of your very eyes, yet you are not convinced? O oh people, Allah's argument has been clinched against you, so where to do you flee? And certainly, his signs have appeared from all sides. Islam has descended into the cave of banishment and its commandments are not being practiced. Every calamity has descended upon it, every affliction has exposed its canine teeth for it, and every misfortune has opened its doors to it. The sixth millennium, during which the Messiah was promised to appear, has already passed. So what do you think? Did Allah go against his promise, or did he fulfill it? Do you not see how all nations have united against this religion? They have attacked it together like a pack of wild beasts, that emerges suddenly from behind a single cluster of trees. Islam has become like a lonely outcast and the target of every transgressor. It is Eid for the opponents, but ours is the moon of the Ulqadha. Footnote start. Meaning, our opponents are rejoicing in launching assaults against us and rejoicing in what they do, but we have been prohibited from responding in kind. Therefore, our position is as if we are passing through the Ulqadha one of the four Islamic months in which fighting is forbidden by God Almighty. Footnote end. We sit in utmost fear and terror as if vanquished by the disbelievers. They malign our religion and their taunts are worse than the attacks of spears. In the face of all that, my Lord appointed me at the turn of the century. Do you think that he sent me without necessity? By Allah, I see that the need for my advent is greater than in previous times. Good fortune has disappeared like a slave who has fled. Islam was like a man with a wonderful physique and a handsome face, but now you will see the ugliness of religious innovations and the wounds of fabricated rituals on its face. And its robustness has turned into frailty, the clear water of its spring into murky water, its light into darkness, and its mansions into wastelands. It has become like a home with no inhabitants, or like a honeycomb with nothing left in it except the bees.
How can you imagine that God did not send a mujaddid, reformer, in this age, when this was the precise time for bringing down the heavenly food, not for folding up the dining table? How can you imagine that the benevolent God did not want to reform mankind in the face of this profusion of innovations and flood of evils, and that instead he imposed on Muslims an antichrist, deceiver, from among themselves, so that he might cause them to be destroyed by the poison of misguidance? Was the Christian mischief not sufficient enough in its perversity that God Almighty had to complete it by means of this Antichrist? By Allah, such an opinion has not sprung from the fountain of wisdom and insight, but it is a sound uglier than the braying of a donkey and weaker than the cry of a baby camel. In addition, how is it possible that successive signs should be shown in support of a person whom Allah knows to be an imposter? O band of deniers, is there no vestige of righteousness left in your hearts? It is simply impossible that anyone should forge a lie against Allah, yet Allah should help him the way he helps the chosen ones. If that were to happen, peace would disappear, the matter would become suspect, and faith would be shaken, and this is a trial for the seekers. Do you imagine that one can forge lies against God every day and night, morning and evening, and claim that he receives revelations, albeit nothing has been revealed to him, yet his Lord helps him, as he helps the truthful? Is this something sane reason can accept? What has gone wrong with you that you do not reflect like the righteous? Are the Antichrist your only lot? Where are the rejuvenators and reformers at the time when the worms of disbelief have devoured the faith? Do you not see? Do you not see how the Christian scholars are deceiving the ignorant and how they gild their words and deeds in order to lure them? Most certainly God has sent down for you an argument against them. O wise ones, why do you not benefit from his argument? I swear by Allah that even if their earlier ones and their latter ones, their elite and their commoners, and their men and their women were to gather together, they would not be able to produce a single sign like the ones our Lord has bestowed upon us, even if some of them were to help others. This is because they are established on falsehood and we are established on truth. Our God is living and their God is dead and cannot hear their sobbing and sighing. Verily, we have a prophet, the signs of whose truth we are witnessing even in this very age, whereas they have nothing but the vegetation that grows in manure. Hence, O heedless people, where do you flee to from the citadel of peace? Indeed, our prophet is Khatamul Anbiya, the seal of the prophets. There is no prophet after him, other than the one who is illuminated with his light and whose advent is a zil, shadow of his advent. Hence, by following him, revelation is our due right and entitlement. It is the lost property of our natures, which we have discovered by virtue of this blessed prophet whom we follow. Thus it has been granted to us for free and not as a purchase. The perfect believer is the one who is granted this bounty as a gift, and an evil end is feared for the one who is granted nothing of it. This is our religion. We see its fruits and witness its lights at all times. As for the religion of the Christians, it is like a house whose darkness frightens people and whose smoke blinds the eyes. Does it have a sign which we can behold? By Allah, if the religion of Islam was not there, recognition of the Lord of all the worlds would have been difficult. Through this religion alone, the hidden verities have come into light. Verily, it is like a tree that bears fruit in every season and invites the wise to partake of it. 
As for the religion of Isa, Jesus, it is like a tree that has been uprooted from the earth, displaced by furious winds, and then the thieves have left no trace of it. There is nothing in their religion except tales that have been handed down, and it is lacking in tangible evidence. It is obvious that mere tales do not provide conviction and they do not have the power to attract one to the Lord of all the worlds. The power to attract is only in tangible signs and exists in miracles, and by them the hearts are transformed, souls are purified, and faults are effaced. All this is unique to Islam and the following of our Prophet, the best of mankind. I am among the witnesses thereof. Indeed, I am one of its recipients and of those who have personal experience. And it is with it that we clinch the argument against the deniers. After all, what good is a religion that is like a house whose relics have been obliterated, or is like a garden whose trees have been uprooted? No reasonable person would be content with a religion that is like a ruined house, or a broken staff, or a barren woman, or a sightless eye. Therefore, all praise belongs to Allah that Islam is a living religion that quickens the dead, grants verdure to the barren land, and imparts luster to life. By God, I am deeply astonished at those who claim to belong to one of the sects of Islam, yet deny the blessings of this religion and the blessings of our Prophet, the best of mankind, and deny converse with the all-knowing God. What has gone wrong with them that they do not wake up from their slumber and do not open the eyes of their reason? So I seek refuge with Allah from the like of the state in which they are, and I am surprised at them and at their assertions. Certainly I have stood among them as the appointee from Allah, but they do not believe. I invite them towards Allah, but they do not come, and they pass by as if they have not heard, though they do hear. Have not the stories reached them of the people who used to reject their messengers, and who did not desist from it? Or is there any exception for them in the Quran that they hold fast to? By Allah, I am truly from the gracious God. My Lord speaks to me and grants me revelation by His grace and beneficence. I searched for Him until I found Him, and I sought after Him until I attained Him. And I have been granted life after death. I found the truth after forsaken transitory things. Verily, our Lord does not waste the people who seek, nor does He leave in doubt the one who seeks conviction. Certainly, you have exercised all kinds of connivance, and if it had not been for the grace and mercy of God, I would have been annihilated. My Lord addressed me and said, You are certainly under our watchful care. Accordingly, he fulfilled his promise in every field and against the machination of everyone who devised plans against me. He helped me and granted me refuge with himself. I was attacked by each one of you, but no man could overpower me. Thus they all returned in frustration. You cut asunder what God Almighty had enjoined to be united. You propagated among the masses that these people are not among the Muslims. You wished that we should be among the forsaken, but Allah caused your wishes to recall upon you, and you spread our name throughout the world. Is such the recompense of the impostors? O people, you have two colors, a color of your hearts and a color of your tongues. Belief is on your tongues, while disbelief is in your heart. You have made your words for the gracious God, but your actions for Satan. So where do you stand with the respect to the guidance of the Holy Quran? You read in the book of Allah that Isa tasted the cup of death, yet you raise him to the heavens with his corporal body. Therefore, I do not comprehend the reality of your belief in the verses of the Holy Quran. You recite in your prayers that Isa has died and not that he was raised bodily or is still alive. 
would not start, or when Allah the Holy and Exalted says, O Jesus, I will cause you to die a natural death and will exalt you to myself. Surah Al-Imran, chapter 3, verse 56 of the Holy Quran. It does not mean that the ascension of the body along with the soul. The argument for is that the death is mentioned prior to the ascension, and this ascension after death is the prerogative of every believer. This is substantiated by the Holy Quran, Hadith, and traditions. Jews on their part disputed the ascension of Isa. They said that certainly Isa would not be raised like believers, nor would he be granted life, and that was so because they declared him to be a disbeliever and did not consider him to be from among the believers. This is why God Almighty refuted them in this verse and in other verses as he said, On the contrary, Allah exalted him to himself. Surah An-Nisa, chapter 4, verse 159 of the Holy Quran. And they, the Jews who calumniate Jesus, are among the liars. Footnote end. Then after the prayer, you sit cross-legged by the pillar in the mihrab, and turning to your companions, you say, One who believes in his, Jesus's, death is a disbeliever, worthy of punishment in hell, and it is obligatory to pronounce him to be a disbeliever. Such are your prayers, and these are your statements. You read, But since you did cause me to die, Surah Al-Ma'idah, chapter 5, verse 118 of the Holy Quran, and you believe in it, yet you knowingly cast its import behind your backs. Do you find in the book of Allah any mention of the descent of Isa after his death? Then, O oh, wise people, what is the meaning of? But since you did cause me to die. Surah Al-Ma'idah, chapter 5, verse 118 of the Holy Quran. Do you reject the book of Allah after having believed in it? Do you not fear Allah and seek instead to please your brethren? Do you show enmity to the one sent at the turn of the century, though he is one from amongst you and belongs to this Ummah, one who has come at the time of need and at the time of the mischief of Christianity. He adhered to the narrow paths of the scriptures of Allah with truth and wisdom, and Allah testified to his truth with shining signs. What is the matter with you that you reject the mercy of Allah when it has descended and are not among the grateful? Your night, i.e. unenlightened thinking, has covered Islam and your flood, i.e. violent behavior, is raging towards it, yet you think what you are doing is good? What is the matter with you that you do not take note of this age and its attendant troubles, of the storm of disbelief and its assaults? Is no man amongst you to be counted among the sagacious? By Allah, I am utterly surprised and completely baffled by what you say and what you do. What strategy have you devised against the disbelievers and what preparations have you made in response to the Christians? You cut your roots with your own hands and you support the enemies of religion with your statements. Allah has raised his servant at the time of this storm, but you reject him and expunge him from the circle of faith, while he has come with a brilliant light and beautiful insights so that he may be the divine argument for the truth of Islam, so that the son of Islam may emerge from the darkness so that Allah may protect it from the harm and bitterness of the time, so as to lengthen its shade and multiply its fruit, so as to show its light to the masses, so as to enable people to see for themselves that it, Islam, is greater than all other faiths in terms of quality, quantity, reform, and rectitude, yet you reject him. Nay, rather, you are the foremost of his enemies. I thought you were the elect of the age 
and a running spring for the thirsty, but it has become evident that you are like impure water. Indeed, no one equals your impurity throughout the entire world. You disputed and disputed excessively until you surpassed those who have gone before. You crossed the limits and you broke the covenants, and you declared Muslims to be disbelievers. Do you not see that I was a humble servant hidden in the corner of oblivion? I was so far from accolade and recognition that no reference was made to me, nor any allusion. No benefit was expected from me, nor any harm, and I was not among the well-known. It was then that my Lord addressed me and said, I have chosen you, and I have preferred you. Therefore say, I have been commanded, and I am the first of the believers. And he said, You are to me like my unity and uniqueness. The time has come that you should be helped and be made well known in the world. Help will come to you by very distant track, such tracks which will become deep due to the excessive travel of the people that will come to you. So many people will come to you that the track on which they travel will become deep. Such people will help you whom we shall inspire from the heavens. Gifts will come to you by every distant track. This is what my Lord said. Thus, can you see the manner he has shown his help? People came to me in multitudes. Gifts were offered to me in such profusion as if they were a raging sea. These are the signs of Allah, the light of which you do not see and which you deny after they have made their appearance. Why do you not ponder concerning my case? Had you ever heard of my name before my Lord gave the news? I was hidden like an ordinary person who was not mentioned amongst the elite or the commoners. For a long while I remained unworthy of any mention, and I lived like one whom people considered forsaken. My town was far too isolated to be the destination of travelers and lowly in the eyes of its beholders. Marks of its heyday had been obliterated, and residing in it was disliked. Its blessings had dwindled and its pains and troubles had increased. People living in it were like animals. Because of their obvious degradation, they invited the rebuke of the reprover. They did not know what Islam is or what the Qur'an and its commandments are. Therefore, it is from the extraordinary decrees of God and unusual acts of His omnipotence that He raised me from this desolate place in order that I may serve like a spear against the enemies of the faith. And he gave me the glad tiding in the period of my obscurity and in the days of my acceptance that I will soon become the recourse of the masses and an impregnable wall against the onslaught of disbelievers. I will sit at the head chair and I will become like a protective chest for the hearts. They will come to me from every distant track with gifts and all that is valuable. This is heavenly revelation from the Lord of Majesty. It is not a concocted statement nor it is a product of selfish motives. It was, on the contrary, the promise of my most exalted Lord, which had been documented, published, and publicized to the entire world before its fulfillment, and it was dispatched to cities and towns. Then it became manifest like the midday sun, and you see people flocking to me with gifts that are beyond count and enumeration. Is there not a sign in this for those who have wisdom? If you consider me a liar, then reveal my secret to mankind, and expose what I hide. Inquire from the residents of this town, maybe you will find assistance from my enemies. I have laid out this case to you so that you may investigate and be rightly guided. Thus, if you do not fear Allah, then you may continue on your course. Allah will bring someone in exchange for you, but if you fear him, then the argument is evident and the matter is easy. 
Islam has faced the trauma of autumn. Consider then, has not the time arrived for spring and its pleasant breeze? You see that the hearts suffered from drought in this age of ours, and the cool, refreshing winds departed and left them forsaken. Then came the mercy of God like heavy rain and redressed the situation in a perfect manner. In this age, Allah has willed to remove the thorns that have wounded the feet of Islam and to cut down every thorny branch that lies in its path and to cleanse the earth of the ignoble ones. Whether you accept it or not, certainly I am the spring shower. I have not made this claim out of selfish ambition. Rather, I have been sent by Allah, the originator, so that I may purify the world of its idols and cleanse the minds of carnal desires and satans. Do you not see what has befallen this religion and how weaknesses have piled up atop weakness? The epidemic has extended beyond household members to the neighbors. Death has called its mate, victim, in the same manner in which he invited it. Religion has been trampled beneath the feet of the worshippers of a human being. Its enemies have attacked it like a serpent until it became like a town ravaged by flood or like ground overrun by horses. Allah then took note that the earth had been laid to waste and the thoughts of people have become corrupt and nothing was left in them except ambitions of the world and its desires and its admirers have lurched towards it. It is at this juncture that Allah has raised me amongst you for the revival of the religion and for the reformation and beatification of the faith. So ponder, may Allah have mercy on you. Have I come to you untimely as the impostors do or have I come to your aid when Satans are plundering you? May God guide you. Know that this matter is with the decree and determination of Allah. This light is not from any darkness, rather it is from his full moon, the Holy Prophet How many a wolf has torn apart the servants of Allah? Do you not see? How many a thief has pillaged the wealth of the faith? Do you not bear witness? So then, what do you think? Has the time not yet come for the gracious God's help? A. The days of the bounty and beneficence of Allah have come. I have not come to you without a clear-cut argument. I have testimonies from Allah that add certainty upon certainty.